As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon, Brenda, Danny, Connie, and Andrew. Yes, thank you so very much. If you would like to join them and become part of our Patreon supporter family, head on over to patreon.com slash Disney Assembled. You can go to our website, DisneyAssembled.com, click on the Become a Patron button. Membership starts as little as $2 a month, and for that, you get access to all the exclusive Patreon content that it's already out there on that Patreon site. All right. However, if you're looking for additional Disney magic to bring to your life, you need to check out Magic of the Mouse Radio. Magic of the Mouse Radio is the best source for all your Disney music if you're looking for an internet radio station that provides Disney music. Magic Mouse Radio is the place to be. Check them out, magicandmouseradio.com. You can also go to our website. Again, there's a link there, disneyassembled.com. You can hear our show on Magic and the Mouse Radio every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the Magic of the Mouse radio family, I am so proud to be part of the Magic of the Mouse news family. Magicofthemousenews.com has articles for anything and everything Disney-related that you might want to read. So make sure to go check it out, magicofthemousenews.com. Yes, do that. All right. We have a show this week. This is episode 197. We're coming up on 200 episodes. That's crazy. I want, I want to do something nice. So, uh, you know, our 200th episode... We'll be releasing somewhere around December 10th, which I think is a Sunday, December the 10th. Today is November. I don't know what it today is. November 19th, 2023. Um, I don't know. I I would like to do something fun for our two on this episode, but I don't know. What do you what do you think? I mean, part of me wants to maybe do a live on our YouTube channel and take the recording and do it as an episode. And that way, everyone who's listening and all our friends that we've made, if they wish to join us and jump in the chat and be a part of that, possibly. That sounds like fun. I think we need to talk about this off. off Maybe that's just Disney uh, question. Maybe we put that question out to our listeners. We have our 200th episode coming up in a few weeks. What What would you you guys want to see? I mean, would you like us to do a thing where people can uh, send us messages or, or voice messages through the, the voice. Cause you can do that. You go to the show notes, click the link, mm-hmm. and you leave a voice message. We can do something like that and just maybe read out what people are saying. Or maybe if we do some scheduling, we might be able to do something live and uh, have people join up, you know, through a chat on our YouTube channel. I don't know. So you guys let us know. What do you think? Send us an email or a direct message. And what do you think, you know, what do you think would be cool for us to do for our 200th episode? So that's coming up pretty, pretty soon. It's a big deal. 
It's a big deal. Heck yeah. You think it's a big deal, don't you? I do think it's a big deal. If you had your choice, what would you want to do? I don't know. I haven't, I have no idea. For the, we started the, with the hundredth episode, we did the Corridor of Excellence, I think. Right? We did something like that. Yeah. Um, we haven't, we haven't revisited that. I love the Corridor of Excellence. It's a good episode. That's something we started doing at the end of the year. Yeah. And um, we, we have we have to revisit the quarter of excellence. I think that's something we do on our birthday, but I think our birthday and our hundredth anniversary rolled around the same time yeah, for some well, reason. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think maybe that was the case. I know what we should do. What? And uh, you know this because I was sharing it with you today. We we should jump on a plane. Oh, you yes. and I. We should definitely just jump on a plane, fly to Orlando. Go to Hollywood Studios, buy the extra hour ticket for Jollywood Nights. Which has been kind of a flop so right. far, but it would not be a flop. It would not be a flop because they brought out some characters and there's one character in particular that they have at the Jollywood Nights right now. We've seen the pictures. I'm so. We are so jealous. So unbelievably because jealous. Because this is the character of all characters right. in Mimi's Disney fandom. In the, in the hierarchy of all characters, it's higher than Winnie the Pooh. It's higher than Rapunzel. It's higher than Scarlet Witch. And it's back at the Jollywood Nights unannounced. He's back. The it's, big bear. It's the Duffy. The Duffy bear. Santa Duffy. Santa Duffy, guys. Okay, I don't know if you guys know this because we don't talk about Because why would we talk about it? But I have a Duffy bear on teddy bear on my bed. And literally, I sleep with it every single night. And I've had it since I was four years old. And Duffy and his friends are big, I think, in, the, in, in Hong Asian Kong. parks. Right? Yeah. But like, and I know I, I sound like I'm just being dramatic or whatever, but I legitimately bring this stuffy bear everywhere. Like this is my childhood toy, favorite character of all time. Like he's old, he's ragged, like he's not soft anymore. <laughs> like this bear goes to camp with me. This camp goes to Disney World with me. This camp goes to college with me like this. The camp, the, the bear. The bear. The bear goes to camp. Yeah. The camp doesn't go to Disney. Did I say the camp goes yeah, with me? The, goes the bear Disney. goes with me to camp. The bear goes goes with me on vacation. The bear goes everywhere, everywhere with me. I love Duffy. And while Jollyhood Nights is definitely a flop, which we should talk about, I would go. I would pay the two hundred extra dollars to go see Duffy. Well, Jollywood Nights. You guys Nights, don't understand. It had a rough opening. It's new. It's a new thing they're trying to do. I appreciate the effort, and they're bringing out some characters that usually don't get seen very much. They had, they had Santa Stitch. Oh, did they? Yeah. And Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio. Ooh. I didn't see Geppetto, though, with his butcher Good. outfit. Good. No Geppetto. Yeah. And Geppetto was horrifying. Geppetto the butcher. Geppetto the butcher. You know what they, you know what they, who they should bring out if they want to get people to go? All six fairies. If you bring out Silvermist, Nvidia, and the other ones, <laughs> yeah, Fawn, all the, the other ones, Fawn, Iridessa, Rosetta, yeah, I, if you get them, if you get the fairies out there, people will go. People love the fairies. Well, if you get Tink and her her squad, people will go. Well, the Duffy is there. I think today's even Tinkerbell's birthday, believe it or not. I think November 19th is Tinkerbell's That's birthday. That's crazy. Her birthday, Tink. The Duffy. Duffy. I love we Duffy We should do Bear. that for a twin. We should get on a plane and fly there. And go see Duffy. Record an episode while at Jollywood Nights, meeting Duffy, and then fly back. Put Duffy on the episode. That's not going to happen. I don't know if he talks. He will not talk. Mm -mm, no. I doubt it. And we're not going to be able to do that, unfortunately. We will not be able to do that. Jollywood Nights. Um, I'm a little upset that it's been kind of a flop, but it's not a flop because of the event. It's like what I'm hearing is that it doesn't actually offer anything that you can't get 
outside of normal park hours except for certain food options. There's a big Muppet show. I'm here. I haven't heard anything about that. Like everything that I'm hearing, everything that I'm reading, everything that I'm seeing says that Jollywood Nights has potential, but it doesn't. There's nothing about it that makes it special. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is very special. There's a parade and music and new characters out and all these all these special things. And while they're trying to do something different, the only thing that sets it apart is half the rides in Hollywood Studios are closed. There are certain food snack options so you can spend money on special stuff. Mm. And that's it. And now here's why it's successful. They're selling tickets. (laughs) As long as they're selling tickets and enough tickets to make it worthwhile. They'll see it as successful and they'll continue to tweak it. They'll I hope, tweak it. Yeah, I hope they do it again next year because I'm I really love the idea of an after hours event coming to Hollywood Studios. There's there is unlimited potential there, guys. I've just hold out on that idea until I can make it into that boardroom, guys. Just hold out on it until I can make it into that ideas development. The ideas are coming boardroom. But um more Duffy. Because I have so many, so many ideas for Hollywood Studios and what you can do with that after hours. But like I think if you take um What's it called? Where they all dress up in the the dapper outfits, dapper day, I guess, whatever yeah. it's called. Mm. If you take that and you make it like an official Disney event, that would be fire. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, right. there you go, Duffy. He's there. Duffy is at Hollywood Studios. Insanely jealous of that. Wish is coming out soon on the twenty second of November. Are we gonna go and see it uh, around the twenty uh, second? Should we go see? It I on have no day? idea. I'm I'm getting some really mixed reviews. Like. People aren't loving that the that the music that we've heard so far is so diluted. It's not like Disney music, although very kiddish, has had really great lyricism, really great vocal performance, very solid, very solid music, right? Like, I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda, while he's annoying, he is a genius. He's a lyrical genius. And Kanto was a smash hit. And the Wish music is just so corny. And well, so I think... That and the new animation style, people don't like it. People the, don't think it looks clean. What's hand? Uh, what's wrong with it? It doesn't I, look like it was rendered all the way. Really, I've not heard that. The influencers that. have started seeing it early, and from what I've seen, they they really liked it. They said there's a great post credit scene. We can stay for post credit scenes. I would like to go see it. They love it. They said, so. Why don't we do it? Why don't we go? You're not doing anything on the 22nd. We don't have school this week. I don't have work this week. Let's go see it. You know what else we you know what we did see? We did see the Marvels. The Marvels. We did see the Marvels. Now listen. We're gonna we're, have a whole discussion essentially just, about yeah, this film. It's a good segue because this this week's conversation is gonna be about the Marvels, MCU, this kind of stuff. We did talk about Loki last time a little bit. I mean, we're gonna talk more about films today. We're not gonna talk about the TV shows as much. And it's time that we sit down and we talk about the MCU. We're gonna talk about it. As yes. a self-proclaimed MCU. 33 know films. Know-it-alls. 33 films up to this point. We know everything there's to know about the MCU. I don't know if we know everything there is I to do. Know. I know everything there's to know about the MCU. You know everything you know about the MCU, and I know everything I know about the MCU. We're going to share some of that with our listeners today, and they're going to, I don't know, be dazzled by our uh, ignorance of the MCU. <laughs> I know so much about the MCU. Don't play. I've watched 33 so many. 33 films. 33 films. That's crazy. Now, the Marvels. And only like half of them are good. Is part of that. We'll talk about our... Initial impression. I mean, we may have talked we a little just, bit about last week. We have some week. things to talk to say about things. the Marvels. We, we didn't talk about the Marvels last week, I don't think. We, did we not? I don't I think we so. we talked about it briefly. I don't know. Oh, I, don't I think know. we I think we mentioned it briefly, but essentially, 
We're going to talk about the Marvels, but before we can do that, we have to do this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. Oh, we do? Well, duh. Is that what we're doing this week? Well, we we're do it every one? week. Are we doing it right I wrote now, it in my college essay, so if the if if UC Berkeley mm-hmm. listens to this this episode right. when they're reading the application mm-hmm. and they've read that we do a weekly Disney Dad Joke of the Week right. and they listen to this episode and there's no Disney Dad Joke of the Week, they're going to know. They're going to think I lied to them they think and then they're not going to let me in. That. All right. So I guess we need to do one then, right? I, Hi, UC Berkeley. I do have one ready to go. UC Berkeley, if you're listening to this, please let me in. For free. I really want to go to your school. For, amount, for, please. for an amount we can afford. Please, I really nice. want to study political science at UC Berkeley. Right. Please. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. Back on track. We don't want to be liars, so we have to have our joke, right? Exactly. All right. I have one teed up and ready to go. Are you ready? Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for this week's Disney dad joke of the week. Ooh, Mimi. Yeah. You know, Captain America and I don't. He took the <laughs> took the stones back. You know, at the end of the movie, he had to go back to the he went back through the time machine to bring the stones back. Right? Correct. Remember that, right? Yes. He brought Molnir with him. I think he brought his shield too. Yeah, I think he had his shield and Cap's uh, Thor's hammer. Um, you know, that shield came back and was lying around one day, and you know, Hulk, Hulk was pretty frustrated. Captain America gets all the credit, gets all the attention you know, for going back in time and doing all that stuff. The Hulk wanted some credit too. Mm-hmm. So he picked up the shield. Couldn't pick up Molnir because he's not worthy, but he could pick up the shield. Mm-hmm. The Hulk picked up the shield and he used the time machine. He went back all the way to 1814. Oh, wow. Did you know that? No, I didn't. The Hulk with Captain America's shield all the way back to 1814. That is the actual origin of the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You get it? Oh, that is because, so, you know, so good. The Star Spangled Banner was like the 1814s when it was yes. written, you know, you get it? Uh, yeah. And the Hulk. And he's his banner. banner and that he took is, the shield, that which is had a star so on good. it. That is so good. The actual origin of the Star Spangled Banner. I Hulk. love that. Going that was a really, really, really good one. That is this week's Disney dad I'm joke. I'm going to tell that week. one to my creative writing teacher. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and you have a dad joke of the Disney variety that you think would be appropriate for our show, you are more than welcome to submit it for consideration. You can do that by sending us an email at DisneyAssemble at gmail.com. You can also send it to us as a direct message on the socials. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at Disney Assembled. Yes. Anyway, okay, so the Marvels. Let's get into right, it. Let's talk about this. Because I, I, I have some things to say. Right, you have some things to say. I have something to say. I want to set up our conversation a little bit about this. When we talk about films, we are not film experts. I know you want to potentially study film in, in college a little bit in screenwriting. Screenwriting. But I think there's some aspects that when we talk about films, we want to focus on. One, I think, is just fun. Was the film fun? Did you enjoy yourself? Did you laugh? Did you have emotion? Did you walk out of there thinking that the money was well spent because it was fun? It was a good use of time. Two, character development. I think character development, you and I have talked about this, is really, really important. If characters are flat or if you don't, if their journey isn't, you know, further developed as a result of watching the film, then why were they in there? You know, what's the point? Yeah. And a little bit more on that. um, We've talked a lot about how good specifically mcu films are good they're good because they are character driven we've talked about this with star wars a little bit too um but character character involvement character development is like super super important to what we think makes a quality film in addition to that 
story. And by story, I mean, is the plot engaging, interesting? And in these films in particular, there has to be an antagonist that is worthy of the protagonist's you know, strengths, right? Whenever you have an antagonist that can take advantage of the protagonist's weaknesses, you right. know what I'm saying? It sets you up for a good story and a good sort of conflict. So there has to be, have a good engaging conflict, which means you have to have a bad guy or a, a, an antagonist that's worthwhile. And you have to have a plot that is, doesn't have to be credible because these are works of fiction and science fiction, but at least has to be an engaging, interesting plot. Mm-hmm. So having set all that up, using that sort of mindset, what what did you walk away from the Marvels feeling? I felt I felt like on the surface the movie was incredibly well done. So I'm looking at it from I'm looking at it from the perspective that I've looked at every single MCU film up to this point at. I want to see inklings of the shows. I want to see that integration of what's going on at Disney Plus versus what's going on in the movie theater. I want to see that. And I felt as though this movie accomplished that really well. We picked up immediately. Obviously, this is a spoiler full episode. We're going to try to keep it like as minimal as possible, but this episode's going to be pretty full of spoilers. But um, we pick up this movie essentially right where Ms. Marvel ends. And I think that that was incredibly well done considering the context of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that picked up kind of after WandaVision but like a weird amount of time after WandaVision but we were supposed to just fill in the blank um this movie fulfilled that aspect of what I was looking for from it right and I was relieved and excited I also thought this film was funny. I like legitimately enjoyed myself watching this movie. I thought the characters interacted really well. I thought their personalities were highlighted and their dynamic was developed. Um, their dynamic was interesting. They were funny. And the the age gap between the three of them is so, so well touched upon. And just the generation of, you know, growing up with heroes and Monica Rambeau's experience being uh, blipped and Kamala Khan being 14 years old or 16 years old and Brie Larson being like 300 years old. I mean, like it, it's very, very well crafted from a character's perspective. And I think that is what makes this a good film. And I think people are discounting that because they didn't like the plot because the plot moved very quickly. This movie was like half the time than than the other Marvel films have in the past have been, right? So the story moved quickly. And I think that worked in its favor. But what do you think about that? So the Marvels have not performed well at the box office. I don't care about box office. I care about what I said. Was it fun? Was it an engaging story? Was there good character development? Was there, you know, do these things matter? Here's my things on the Marvels. I think the Marvels was much better than people are saying it was. Fun. It was fun. Just like you said, I laughed out loud. I don't laugh out loud in the movies very often. I laughed out loud and I was engaged. It was a good, fun time. It was an efficient movie. It was a it was the shortest runtime of any of the MCU films. 
And that doesn't hurt it. I don't I don't feel like it skipped over significant plot points that left you confused. Now, the movie could have been longer if they would have done more to explain who Monica and Miss Marvel were. Because if you didn't see WandaVision or Miss Marvel, you were lot definitely you could work. be confused about who they were. Why are they important? Where did they come from? They do a little bit of that. They do like a little exposition that explains their deal. But the film could have been easily 30, 45 minutes longer, but it would have been too long. It would have been like for anyone who's seen those shows, if they had spent a lot of time setting up who these people were you would have lost the people who saw them on TV because they were right. like, I already know all this. This is a waste of my time. Right. So it seems like the film was made primarily for people to have to watch WandaVision and Miss Marvel to figure out who these characters were. But well, I, 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 didn't have, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't have a problem with that. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Efficient storytelling is fine. The story itself. I mean, the plot was somewhat engaging. I think. The conflict was lacking a little bit. I think this was mostly a movie about developing Captain Marvel, um, Monica Rambeau, and Miss Marvel's characters more for future films than it was necessarily dealing with the conflict in this particular film. Because I will say this, and this has gone around, I thought Dar Ben, the, the villain, mm-hmm. is a really weak villain it was not portrayed very strongly i get the villain's deal they want to the villain wanted to steal the resources back using the bangle to get her home planet back to functioning after captain marvel did something to mess it all up i mean i get it's a revenge thing right but the issue with it is that the character isn't developed the villain comes out of nowhere the like the the main critique i have with this film is the is the villain is the antagonist the villain does not have enough character development and so i'm not invested in the story i also didn't like the i mean i knew they had to go to different planets because the resources are being stolen i think the whole side story was very brief about carol being married to this guy on this planet and all this they communicate by singing i mean it was kind of hokey but i guess it added to some of the fun i guess of the film but it, it, that wasn't really felt necessary i would just say it was a fun film i thought the plot was average i thought the villain was below average but i thought the three main characters were really good i don't like what they're doing with nick fury he's almost becoming comedy relief now yeah, since I, I, secret invasion <laughs> but i think I think Brie Larson's portrayal of Captain Marvel in this film was much. I really liked it. I think you've seen some real development of that character from her solo movie through the Infinity War film, or was it? Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't really in those. And then in this film, and 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 certainly the star of the movie, which is being reported everywhere, and I agree, is is the Miss Marvel. I I think she was Kamala Khan is the main Kamala Khan. Uh, and uh, What's her name? I, I don't remember it's the like name of the Imani. actress. Hang on, let me find right. it. She was absolutely fantastic and she deserves a lot of credit. 
She really loves this role and it shows and she does a great job with it. She also, okay, fun fact, I kind of went down like a crazy- This is the only character she's ever played. Like this is the only, this is the first role she's ever really had. I kind of went down this like crazy rabbit hole of like videos of her. Um, where is she? Where Where is her name? Iman Vellani. Right. Yeah, that's she's who just, it is. She's done a great job. She so. knows everything about the MCU. Okay, kind of side tangent. She, what I think makes her portrayal of Ms. Marvel so well done is that her fangirling for Ms. Marvel, for Captain Marvel is real. That's not her acting. That's not her playing a character. Like, she loves the MCU. She knows all this, like, random trivia that, like, no one would ever actually know. Like, it's it's actually fascinating. And I think she totally stars. And I'm very excited to see her take on this, like, leadership role in this Young Avengers thing they're setting up. Well, this is phase five, I believe. And there are three films in phase five of the MCU Marvel. The Marvels is the third that's come out. The other two are uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So I would say of those three films, it's probably my second. The Marvels is my second favorite. I really, I liked Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It ended their story That was very well. good. Yeah. And I think the Marvels was better than Quantumania. I think so, too, because, OK, kind of going jumping back on the villain really quick. I think the main I think the number one critique of this film is its plot. The plot is basic. It doesn't really matter that much. But that is kind of my point. The plot doesn't matter that much. This movie is not about the plot. This movie is about this movie is about Kamala Khan, Monica Rambeau. And Carol Danvers meeting up and becoming a team, right? Like right. this is what this movie is about. But, but I then think Monica the, Rambeau ends up off the team by the end of the movie, right? But no, I think well, that that, yeah. that you have to go see the film and find out what happened. That's right. all. That's all relative. But the problem with the villain isn't the actor's portrayal of the villain. It isn't even really the writing of the villain. It's the fact that the villain comes from the first Captain Marvel movie that came out. Five years ago. She's a Cree. Five years ago. She's a Cree. Nobody remembers anything of what happened. The movie, first of all, was the first, I think, truly bad MCU movie I think we've ever seen. I didn't, think, first, this, I didn't think Captain Marvel was that bad. It's the first, I thought it was average. It was the first of subpar MCU films. Mm, and people don't... With I'm going to challenge of, that. With the exception of like Thor from the beginning of the MCU. Well, there was... Uh, we're going to go over the phases here in a minute. Not every film, but, we're, but we'll, we'll discover that Captain Marvel wasn't the great movie, but it wasn't... I mean, it's probably in the bottom Captain, half. Captain Marvel was not very well received. Very well received. People didn't like the film. People didn't want to go see the film. People didn't go see that film. So you already have a smaller pool of people who saw the movie and an even smaller pool of people who remember what happened. And so the villain, this Kree character, is coming from, you know, this backstory of Captain Marvel destroying her homeland. And they kind of give us some context to remind us what happened. But like I was sitting there and I was like, I saw Captain Marvel the day it came out and I do not remember a single thing that happened in that movie. And I think that is the main issue with the villain. I think if they had given the villain some more context and some more development and made that runtime a little bit longer in that sense, the plot would have been more enticing and to care about. Right. 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 Well, let's. Let's put cap. Let's put the Marvels sort of. Let's let's take a look at these things in phases, and maybe we can figure out where the Marvels fits in the grander scale of MCU films. I think we're going to discover it probably sits in the bottom half, but we let's challenge that assumption, right? Because I do think it's a good film, and I do think if you have not seen it, you should go see it. It, well, it, it really was very entertaining. It was. I did not. I was not disappointed that I went and spent. 
the $30 to no, see the film. No, it's not going to win movie of the year, but I think it's better than anything else that we've gotten so far with the exception of Guardians. But the main thing that I said this at the very beginning of our conversation, this film, and I want to say this before we talk about the phases, this film does what I have wanted the movies from the past like three, four years to do that they haven't done is incorporate incorporate some aspect of what we're seeing on Disney Plus onto the big screen. And the right. fact of the matter is Kamala Khan's mere existence on the on the television on the big screen on the movie theater does that for us. And then the post credit scene with Kate Bishop wraps it all together. And now we now now there is a plot line. Now there's something that is right. definitive that is set that will move forward that will bring in these Disney Plus uh, shows. Monica Rambeau's character, boom, that's WandaVision wrapped up. Kamala Khan being in this movie, boom, that's that wrapped up. Kate Bishop having a feature, boom, that's probably wrapped movie, up. Yeah, I'm sorry we just spoiled that for you. <laughs> but yeah, boom, yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah, wrapped definitely, up. Definitely. But like, it's now, it's now bringing that together. It's not doing anything with the space and time stuff and that's an entirely separate issue, but it's, it's doing what I've wanted it to do for a very long time and I was so, I screamed. I was so excited to see right. Kate Bishop on that screen. Well, this is phase five, and I think people have recency bias, and they're talking about the MCU's on the way down. But let's challenge that thinking. Let's take a look at phase four, which began with Black Widow and ended with uh, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda forever. So the films in phase four were Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, The Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Those are the films in phase four. Now, of those films, in my mind, there is a clear, better film than the rest of them in there. Yeah. Do you have one from those that you think stands out? I as- have two that stand out as as good. Um, I enjoyed kind of touching briefly on all of them. I enjoyed Black Widow. It wasn't great. It was. It felt like too little too late. Shang-Chi, I don't remember what happened in that movie. Eternals, I really don't remember what happened in that movie. Spider-Man. Spider-Man stands out to me. That was a good movie. It brings in a little bit of that space and time stuff with the variants, kind of, I guess. And it was nice to see Andrew Garfield back in a Spider-Man suit. What's the next well, one? Doctor are, Strange? Well, there, the are seven, there are seven films in that phase. Three of them stand out to me as above average and four of them stood out as below average or ones that I were worse than I hoped they would be. Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi and Wakanda Forever, Black Panther, I think stood out to me as. Or good, decent. I think Spider-Man was the best of those three in my mind. I think Shang-Chi maybe. I don't know. I I really liked the the fighting. The fighting scenes in Shang-Chi were very good, but I, I just. Wasn't that invested in the characters? Wakanda Forever sets up some good stuff, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. What I liked Wakanda do. Forever. It felt a lot of the movie felt like a eulogy to right. Chad Chadwick Boseman, which is valid. Right. But I wanted to see more movie but and those, less of that. But those three stood out. The other four: Black Widow, Eternals, Multiverse of Madness, and Love and Thunder. To me, were disappointments. I think Love and Thunder was such a disappointment. Multiverse of Madness, we don't even talk about it. That was the biggest disappointment of all time. Well, I know Phase 5, the one we're in right now, hasn't wrapped up yet. But based on the three films, and maybe it's not fair, but would you say Phase 4 or Phase 5 is better? I would say, I think Phase 5 so far is better on a whole than Phase 4. But that's just me. It's only three films. I think, um, I think... Phase five 
only only has three films, but it has already done more exciting things looking forward than Phase Four did. Um, I think Phase Four did a lot of looking back yeah, and looking sideways, and not a whole lot of going forward. And I think that 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 is what holds it back for me. I I would I've I saw Guardians of the Galaxy three times. I have not seen anything from Phase Four more than once, and I think that that speaks volumes. Okay, I would see the Marvels again. Like I. It was a it was a good movie. I legitimately enjoyed that movie. Well, let's take a look at the phase right before that, because I think this phase phase three. By some people's standards may have been the best phase. I believe phase three started with Captain America Civil War, which gets sort of a mixed eh, yeah. review, but I, I liked it. Um, Doctor Strange, Guardians Volume 2, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther. Then it had Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel. This is all Phase 3. Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. I think we're all part of Phase 3. Phase 3 was a, long a pretty phase. big... Yeah, can, I, so, can I look Cap- at it? I'm a, I'm a very visual learner, Civil guys. War, fun fact. Civil War, Doctor Strange. Guardians. Guardians. Two. Homecoming. I don't remember Homecoming. Ragnarok, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay, um, I think this phase, this phase to me is like the golden age of Marvel films. Yeah, like, I think phase three is really good. I think I think phase two has some iconic ones, you know, Winter Soldier, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man Classic, Age of Ultron. But I don't think anything beats the period of time being in seventh grade when these movies, seventh and eighth grade when these movies were coming out. And it was just like revolutionary, like or from sixth to eighth grade. Um, maybe it was just a really formative time in my life, but Dr. Strange was the first P- PG 13 movie I've ever seen. And like, I, I love that movie. It's so close to my heart. Civil war. I liked guardians, guardians of the galaxy. Every single one of those films is a hit. Spider-Man. Those are also all hits. I think, um, Ragnarok, I mean, literally is we regarded like as the best MCU movie of all time. Oh, I mean, no, 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 it no. definitely is. It is not. The it best. is the way people talk about it. People look at people talk about this movie like it's the best MCU movie of all of I them. I think Ragnarok was good it's definitely up there because it had a Thor, a uh, Hulk element in it, which was interesting. And Loki, but yeah, you can always do. Yeah, it they, had Loki. Th- they had Hulk and Loki, and then then they did the other Thor movie, and it didn't have Loki or Hulk in it, and it kind of. Stunk. Right. What does that so, say about Thor's character? <laughs> well, I mean, this, you know, this yeah, is just, it was just boring. The, the hype the, around don't spoil the end game, the seeing Infinity War and having to wait for Endgame to come out. Like, I mean, nothing beats this, I think. Yeah, I phase think three, this phase is, three is great. Black Panther is very good. Ragnarok was good. The Spider-Man movies are good. Guardians was good. There's not a bad movie. I guess... Captain Marvel's even the Ant Man and the Wasp I enjoyed. That was fun. I think Captain Marvel is arguably the only flop in the entire. Well, Captain Marvel and it didn't flop. It made good money at the box office. But I think Captain Marvel and Ant Man and the Wasp were the weaker films in Phase Three. But even so, would those films, those films would be okay in Phase Four? (laughs) I mean, they weren't. They were better than some of the Phase Four films. Right. They're not bad, but like they are the ones that. Like of all the ones that stand out, they don't stand out, right? right. Or Captain Marvel stands out in a negative light. Phase two, um, also kind of a, a well, let's iconic talk about phase moment. two. Phase two, because there are fewer films in phase short, two. Short, short, short little phase. Yeah. yeah so it, it started with Iron Man three, 
which some would say was the worst of the Iron Man movies. I don't remember any of them past the first one. Well, Iron Man 3, Thor to Dark World, which is considered by some to be the worst of the MCU films, if not. That's valid. It it could be right there with Eternals. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which I think is among the best of the films in the the MCU. Guardians, the first Guardians movie, great. Avengers Age of Ultron, which originally people didn't appreciate, but I think... In hindsight, you got introduced to Vision, you got introduced to Wanda. I mean, I think that was an important film. And then Age of Ant- Ultron is a good movie, and, and I will die the on the original Ant Man. Ant Man is also a good movie, and I will also die on that hill. But that I do is, think Phase Two is weaker than Phase Three. There's a lot of context being set up here, right? But better than Phase Four? Do you think Phase Two or Four? Which one? I think Phase. Hang on, let me look at Phase, phase Two. Four. Is carried by the two Iron, the Captain America movies. I the, think the Winter Soldier and and it, well the I don't the strongest movie coming out of Phase Four is Spider Man No Way Home and I don't think Spider Man No Way Home is stronger than Guardians of the Galaxy or, or Ant Man or Winter Soldier. Or I mean Age I don't like Ultron. Winter Soldier, but I can have an appreciation so you, for it. We would put Phase Two below Phase Three, but ahead of Phase Four. Yes. Yeah. So if we were ranking them so far, we'd have Phase Three as the best. Phase four, phase five is the second, and then phase four after that. Theoretically, theoretically, but this is phase two. Well, that's right. It would have three. It would be no. It would be three, two, two, five, five, four. four. Right, three, two, five, four. Then the question becomes: Where do we put one? The most iconic. I think moment. So phase one wrapped up with the Avengers, the original Avengers. We've movie. got Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, Thor, which is not a good movie. And then Captain America, first Avenger, which is my favorite MCU film. Personally, I think that one is so cute. Um, and then the Avengers and then the Avengers. So I think this one, because Iron Man two and Thor are in there and the Incredible Hulk movie wasn't all that. It was okay. It also wasn't in like, hindsight. There's important stuff in there. In hindsight, well, I mean, you get Iron Man, you get like this, this, I said phase two was a lot of context, but this is all context. And I don't think any of these films stand out, like aside from their nostalgia or importance to the plot, um, importance to the characters. I don't think they're like particularly good films, like from a cinematic point of view, Um, except I think Captain America and the First Avenger is, is a good film. Is phase one better than phase two? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. I think Guardians is such a good movie, and I think Winter Soldier is such a good movie. It's they are better than. I mean, seriously. I mean, if you were if you were given two choices, you can watch Iron Man classic or you can watch Winter Soldier. Which one are you picking? Winter Soldier. Exactly. Like I mean, no one is picking Phase One ever. No one. So it like, sounds like Phase Three for us is our is we think is the best phase. Yeah, and I don't think that's an I don't think that's an unpopular Followed opinion. Followed by Phase Two. I think it was three. Then two. Because two, two had Guardians in it. and Three, two, five, wh- four, one. I think it's three, two, one, Ooh. five, four. I, would I think put, four is the worst phase. Yeah. Four is. Yeah. I don't understand how they determine what's a phase and what's not. Like, why do the phases start? That's a good question. Where do they stop? Like, I guess if you look at it from a thematic point of view, you can probably figure it out. Like, from Iron Man to Avengers, you're only getting... Like you're setting up the characters, you're meeting the characters to get them to the first Avengers, right? And then 
Second one, second movie, we start out, we get a little bit more. We learn about space. That's where we get Ultron. And then we end with Ant-Man, which is all about space, which essentially Ant-Man inevitably does set up Infinity Ant-Man War. And Ultron about space? Ultron shows you the first inkling of Wanda, and they knew from this film what she was going to become, right? And then Ant-Man inevitably sets up Infinity War because of how... There's like something in it. I don't remember exactly what happens, but I remember watching Infinity War and being like, oh, they talk about that in Ant-Man. Um, phase three, this is all Infinity War. This is all Endgame, Thanos, um, what's it called? Infinity Stones. Like that's all this. This That's all this stuff. And then phase, phase four, nobody knows what's going on there. <laughs> no one really understands. And then phase five, you seem to be getting... Um, so like I said, a real if we were here. ranking the phases, it would go three, two, one, five, four. Three, two. I would do three, two, five, one, four. That's what you I would do. You think five is better than phase one? I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is a better movie and I will choose to watch it over anything in phase one. Right, I'm going to disagree with you there. You can do But phase one is iconic. Phase one is, phase one, it. it right. It doesn't exist without in the my Avengers. world. It's three, two, one, five, four. In your world, it sounds like it's three, two, five, one, four. Yeah, but okay. I think those are two two interchangeable ones. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think I think they're kind of everybody's going to enjoy the things they're enjoying. They're perfectly fine enjoying whatever. But I think we've 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 laid it out right. Where so the Marvels? I think it's. It's it's not in the top half, but it's got to be in that middle. I think group. it's like the Guardians it's, it's two of this phase. You know how Guardians two is like a good movie, but it's not really anyone's favorite. But like, it's really good. That's how I feel about this movie. I feel like it's it's the Guardians two. If I could assign it to something that already exists, what I know is it's better than what people are saying it is, and you should go see it. Or it's, it's the Ant Man. It's the Ant Man. That's what it is. It's Everybody hated Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody hated Ant Man. Yeah. But then they came around and they were like, "Wait, this movie is actually so funny, and also it gives us all the things we needed to know for Infinity War." Wow, that's crazy. Yep. I yep. think this movie. I think the Marvels in the long run is going to end up being super important because of everything they tell us about um, the jump points. Right. It's well, all about jump points. Well, it feels like we have phased through the MCU pretty thoroughly okay. here, right? There's a good segue there. We've yeah. phased through. Mimi, maybe our listeners have some strong opinions about which phase or which film in the MCU is their favorite. How can they possibly let us know? Yeah, so you guys can send us an email, disneyassembled.gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or TikTok, all at Disney Assembled. But if you guys want to support the show further, the link to our T Public, Patreon, buy us a Dole Whip, all that super fun stuff is on our website, DisneySymbol.com. Make sure to go check it out. Yeah, please do so. And if you haven't done so already, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Disney Assembled. Hit the subscribe button. We'd really appreciate that. Hey, and if you're feeling uh, you know, a little uh, a little adventurous, hit that bell icon so you get notified whenever a new video pops up on our YouTube channel. Obviously, the best thing you can do is tell our show about your friends, share it on your social media networks, and leave us a rating and review. If the podcast player of choice that you are using allows you to subscribe, do that. And if it allows you to do a rating and or review, we would certainly appreciate a great rating and review from you there. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. I'm good. High five. High five. Good show. Thanks a lot. Guys, remember, 200th episode, let us know what you think we should do for the 200th episodes coming up in a few weeks. We really want to know your opinion on that as we start planning for that very important anniversary for us. All right. 
Thank you for listening. We hope this show brought a smile to your face, some extra magic to your day, and that all-important sprinkle of pixie dust to your week. Thanks for listening again, and until next time, see you real soon. gentlemen, please collect your belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand.